Well, we certainly would like to welcome you to another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca for live streaming. My name's Gavin Walker, and we have, as we do every Monday at this time, Monday evening, some of the very best in jazz music, and we always start off with our jazz feature, but after the feature is over, we have uh, some very special music to play for you. Uh, One of the things that we're going to do immediately after the jazz feature is a brand new album by my friend Angela Verbruch. And uh, Angela uh, has just put out this album. She's from Vancouver here. She's a wonderful singer and uh, really has put forth, uh, this is her debut album, and uh, it's quite stunning. It's uh, an amazing album. I'll tell you the whole story of how it all came about. Um, and later on, when we uh, listen to this after the jazz feature. So that's one of the things we're going to do. And uh, we're also going to pay a small tribute to the great composer, arranger, musical icon, Michel Legrand, and uh, Michel, of course, uh, did so many wonderful albums, but I've got some special Michel Legrand stuff to play for you, and we will be doing that as well as many, many other things. But first, our jazz feature, and this is the last feature for this month. We have gone back this month 60 years to 1959. That was a particularly productive recording year. So many classic recordings were made. We're actually going to do another, maybe three, 1959 lookbacks this coming year. But uh, for this month, this was our first, and of course the obvious one to start with was Miles Davis's classic Kind of Blue. That was the first Monday, The second Monday, we did Dave Brubeck's Time Out, which, of course, featured the great tune Take Five. And last week, we did Mingus Ah-Um, his first Columbia album and the album that uh, boosted Charles Mingus out of the jazz underground and uh, right up there um, becoming a national and international jazz star. That album was really a a gate opener for Charles Mingus and a wonderful album. If you were listening last week, we played it all. This week, the album is maybe not as obvious a choice, but it is a great album, I guarantee it. And the album is Blowing the Blues Away by Horace Silver, the great pianist, composer, And it features mostly his quintet, which was one of the tightest and most best organized bands, jazz groups, and uh, his trio on a couple of tracks. Uh, This is an astounding album. Horace Silver was one of the most consistent uh, musicians. Um, He was not, um, um, he was one of those guys um, who, was um, He was a Virgo, 
<laughs> and those of you that are, are sort of semi-interested in astrology know that Virgos are, are um, people that are, are very, uh, in some ways, very fussy. And they like things to be kind of neat and tidy. And Horace Silver was that way with his music. And yet it, it, um, it affected his music positively. Now, his piano style can be sort of summed up. Uh, he, he took his piano style from the great Bud Powell, but he simplified the Powell approach and took a far more earthy approach to the piano. And Horace Silver doesn't waste notes. Um, every note counts. Um, and, and one may say, well, he plays piano in a very sort of simple manner, but the thing is it's so effective. And uh, it's like Count Basie. Count Basie didn't waste any notes with his piano playing either, or John Lewis. Horace Silver was that way, but Horace was very earthy. And, of course, his compositions are so wonderful, too. Um, and also, uh, the thing about Horace Silver's music and Horace Silver's bands was that they were very tight, very well-organized, and... Uh, uh, they never sounded uh, sloppy or, or um, uh, they practiced hard. They worked on these tunes. They had uh, all, all his bands uh, with all the different horn players that he used over the years uh, all had a, a, a real um, cohesion and tightness. And um, yet this didn't take away from the spontaneity and the energy of his music. Horace Silver was truly... Um, a great, great musician, and uh, he was so consistent with his recordings. He was the longest-running um, contracted um, musician with Blue Note Records. He was there. Um, st he began recording for Blue Note under his own name in 1956 and recorded for them right up to 1980. And then he formed his own label, and then he went to record for Columbia and uh, impulse in his later years. But uh, the Blue Note thing was a long, long contract. And he produced, from 1956, when he formed his first quintet, he produced two albums per year for Blue Note. And they were all good. Their, their, their consistency, the consistency, the, um, they're just all wonderful listening. And um, Horace was so good that in some ways he was kind of taken for granted, uh, I felt. And, and his legacy in jazz has really uh, been uh, a little bit overlooked. And that's one of the reasons I decided to pick this album. Now, uh, when we do more 1959 uh, tributes later on this year, of course, the, there's some very obvious albums that I'm going to play. Uh, Coltrane's Giant Steps, Ornette Coleman's um, Shape of Jazz to Come, and, 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 and many others. But this particular album is the Horace Silver Quintet. He, the personnel of this group uh, had been um, stable, and this band basically, with the exception of uh, the replacement of drummer Lewis Hayes, uh, stayed together from 1958 through to 1964 with the same personnel. And, um, of course, recorded a whole series of beautiful albums. But this particular album reached an early peak. 
And uh, this is uh, um, one of the reasons I'm going to play it. And, of course, it was recorded in August and early September of 1959. So it fits what we're doing here this month. The people involved, the great Floridian trumpeter Blue Mitchell, Richard Blue Mitchell on trumpet, fellow Floridian on tenor saxophone, Junior Cook, and on bass, uh, a wonderfully strong and uh, supple-sounding bassist, Eugene Taylor, and on drums, a, a young Lewis Hayes. This was Lewis's last album before he took up um, the offer from Cannonball Adderley and joined his band, and Lewis was eventually replaced by the great Detroit drummer that he recommended, Roy Brooks. But that's another story. This is Lewis Hayes on drums on this album. And as I mentioned before, we're going to hear all the quintet pieces first, and we're going to end the set with uh, the two trio tracks uh, with uh, Horace with just bass and drums. So you heard the personnel. We'll get to the tunes. The first tune, these are all Horace Silver compositions. The first one is the title track. It's called Blowing the Blues Away. And he certainly does. The energy of the band and the energy of Horace Silver is undisputable on this track. Then we follow that with a tune called Break City. Then a piece of music which became a jazz classic. And this is a ballad written by Horace Silver, and it's called simply Peace. That's tune number three. Tune number four became another jazz standard that so many bands played over the years and play to this day. It's a tune called Sister Sadie, and this is the first um, recorded version of that tune. After Sister Sadie, we're going to hear the Baghdad Blues, dedicated to that um, legendary city, as we all know. And the final tune wasn't included on the original LP, but it was written by a young friend of Horace Silver's, um, who he was teaching, and, and uh, a, a young fellow by the name of Don Newey. And he wrote a tune called How Did It Happen? And that's the final quintet tune we're going to hear. Then we're going to hear the two trio tunes, beginning with uh, another beautiful ballad with uh, Horace and just Eugene Taylor and Lewis Hayes on bass and drums, um, Melancholy Mood. And the final tune will be a Horace Silver composition, a more energetic piece of music uh, with a a title that kind of befits it. It's called The St. Vitus Dance. So here then, the quintet sides with the, with the band were recorded in August of 1959, and the two trio selections were recorded a little later in September of 1959. So here then is our jazz feature album, the great pianist, composer, Horace Silver. Let's sit back and enjoy this one. Mm-hmm. 
Our jazz feature this evening, the music of the one and only Horace Silver, the Lone Ranger and the great Horace Silver. Horace Silver with his quintet first, um, with Blue Mitchell on trumpet, Junior Cook on tenor saxophone, both Floridians, uh, Horace, of course, on piano, Eugene Taylor on bass, and a young Louis Hayes on drums. And we heard the quintet tracks first, and then the two trio pieces recorded uh, a few weeks later. All of this was recorded in August of 1959, and it's considered one of Horace Silver's finest albums. Um, And he was a very, very, uh, as I mentioned before, a very consistent performer. Um, He was almost taken for granted because uh, a new Horace Silver album would come out with a whole brand new batch of compositions. And, of course, uh, sometimes the critics would say, oh, yeah, another Horace Silver album. Okay, uh, move on, that sort of thing. Um, He suffered from a little bit of that because of his uh, incredible consistency. But all of his albums, are there's so much in them, and, and they're so enjoyable that they're all worth listening to, and they're all, of course, masterful jazz music. This album, in particular, um was not only good, as far as I'm concerned, it's great. And it was one of the, uh, as I mentioned before, Horace Silver recorded for Blue Note Records. He was the longest contracted artist for Blue Note. He recorded for that label from 1956 to 1980 and um, put out about two albums per year with his working band. And uh, this album uh, was always in the Blue Note catalog, the album that we heard this evening. This album um, was called Blowing the Blues Away. And the other album that was Horace Silver's bestseller, of course, was his great uh, album that he did in 1964, a little later, called Song for My Father. So those two albums are really, if one wants to add, uh, if you don't have any Horace Silver in your CD collection or whatever, Um, your LP collection, (laughs) whatever you collect these days, MP3, um, Blowing the Blues Away, this one, and Song for My Father would be uh, two wonderfully great Horace Silver albums. Okay, the pieces of music we heard, we heard all the quintet tracks first, and we opened with uh, the title track, Blowing the Blues Away, and we followed that, and of course these are all compositions by Horace, uh, Blowing the Blues Away was first, then we moved to Break City, and then um, a, a piece of music that um, was interpreted and played over the years by many jazz groups. As a matter of fact, these next two pieces became classics and jazz standards. Um, the first one was a beautiful ballad. Um, somebody added words to this as well, and um, uh, beautiful ballad written by a horse called Peace. And following Peace, we heard another great tune, Sister Sadie. And of course, both of these tunes entered into the jazz um, lexicon. And um, this is the repertoire of many bands played those tunes. We followed Sister Sadie with the Baghdad Blues. And then uh, a composition that wasn't actually written by Horace Silver, but in, in his style, 
by one of his students, a young man named Don Newey, and um, he contributed uh, the final quintet tune to this album called How Did It Happen? And um, this particular track did not appear on the original LP uh, of this album. So that was the end of the uh, quintet tracks, and then we heard two trio pieces with uh, Horace on piano, uh, Eugene Taylor on bass, and Lewis Hayes on drums. And the first piece was uh, another ballad entitled Melancholy Mood, and we ended the set with the uh, very busy and fun to listen to tune called The St. Vitus Dance. So that was it. Horace Silver, Blowing the Blues Away. Now, we're going to do two more tributes to classic albums um, that were recorded in 1959 later on this year. I don't know what months or anything, but I know we're going to do them, and I'll pick out some very significant albums because there were so many uh, superb albums recorded in the year 1959, exactly 60 years ago. It's quite amazing, and these albums have lasted so long and, and are still listened to today with a great deal of uh, um, younger musicians are study them, and, and uh, uh, older folks like to go back to these albums because they're so damn good. So we hope you enjoyed this one tonight, the final 1959 jazz feature for the month of January. Horace Silver blowing the blues away. I hope he did. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9. And we have uh, a few announcements for you, all this kind of stuff. We're also uh, live streaming on your computer, which is uh, CITR.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and this is The Jazz Show. And we shall be right back. The PUSH International Performing Arts Festival is celebrating its 15th year this January. The festival brings the best of contemporary performing art from around the world and across the country, right here in Vancouver. Featuring genre-bending work in theater, dance, multimedia, music, and film, PUSH is proud to present work that explodes notions of what performance is and celebrates artists whose work starts conversations. Tickets are on sale now at pushfestival.ca. CITR and Mint Records have released their biannual collab, Pop Alliance Volume 5. This glamorous record features staple Vancouver artists, Devours, Swim Team, Lord Fuckerman, Chris Arific, and so, so, so many more. Get your copy for only $15 on iTunes or at the Mint Records store now. Are you looking for a volunteer opportunity that fits your schedule? Being a big sister takes less time than you think, and you can choose the volunteer opportunity that fits your life. Spend just one hour a week as a study buddy, tutor, or two hours a week as a big sister. Check out the various mentoring programs at Big Sisters of BC Lower Mainland and find a volunteer position and a little sister that will suit you to a T. Visit bigsisters.bc.ca for more information today.
Well, we could be in Toronto, huh? <laughs> Actually, uh, this is uh, pretty much the tropics out here. We've had a pretty easy winter in terms of uh, uh, snow in the proper place and um, no snow in places where there shouldn't be any snow, like in the city, etc. Uh, and it was a beautiful day today, just gorgeous. The, the sunrise this morning was something else. Uh, those of you that were out there, I'm sure there were a number of you saw that. Anyway, um, tonight, of course, this is uh, about our weekly weather. Tonight is partly cloudy with a low down to a, ooh, a cold zero. And then we're going to uh, be mainly sunny tomorrow with a low of zero and a high of seven. And Again, on Wednesday, sunny once again with a low of plus one and a high of six. And then a little cloud on Thursday with a low of four and a high of seven. And then, uh, unfortunately, the rain's coming back again. Uh, On Friday, we're going to get rain with a low of six and a high of eight. And it's going to ease off a little bit on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Saturday and Sunday is both cloudy with a 60% chance of a shower with a low of four and a high between six and seven. So there you have it. Not too bad and uh, tolerable. And at least we're not fighting, uh, you know, snow and uh, all that kind of stuff. They really, uh, they really had had it uh, in on the east coast. It's been mean. All right. Here is a wonderful lady who uh, I first heard at the um, Fairview a number of years ago when uh, John Nolan was doing a regularly, drummer John Nolan, uh, was doing a regular Thursday night um, jazz thing at, uh, at the Fairview, um, which happened in the early part of the evening. And uh, various people would uh, uh, come up and sing or sit in with the band. And uh, we all had a lot of fun at that. And, of course, people enjoyed uh, you know, dancing and, and so on and so forth. And one of the bright lights that uh, used to come down was uh, Angela Verbrugge. And Angela, her personality is, is uh, outgoing and, and uh, just really nice, friendly and uh, she, um, I had a few chats with her and, and performed with her on, on stage, and a wonderful singer. She had a, a wonderful way about uh, communicating with the audience, and she'd obviously had some experience in acting, and uh, this helped um, project her, um, her personality and of course, she was. Once you do that, you're able to put across your music a, a whole lot better. And um, I saw a lot of potential in Angela. And um, she, we had some conversations, and she told me her dream was really to become a singer. And I found out she was a mother. She had uh, uh, three. She raising three young children with her husband, happily married, and uh, she had also uh, been through some pretty severe um, health crises and survived those. Um, And I thought, well, gee, you know, this is a a lady that's got a strong character and and she's really determined, Um, not in an arrogant sort of pushy way or anything. She's going to do this, and she has. She went to New York uh, to study 
and take classes from the great uh, jazz singer Sheila Jordan. And um, she met um, one of the great bass players in jazz history, Cameron Brown. And Cameron, of course, has worked uh, off and on with Sheila Jordan over the years, but uh, he was very impressed when he heard Angela sing, and uh, he agreed to help produce this album and perform on it. And um, Angela picked a wonderful rhythm section with uh, pianist Ray Gallon. Uh, he is a really up-and-coming um, young piano player uh, and arranger. And, of course, Cameron Brown is the bassist here, and uh, Anthony um, Pinciotti on drums, and, of course, Angela Verbruge on vocals. Now, this is her debut album. It's just come out, and uh, it's um, a wonderful recording. We're going to hear a whole bunch of tracks on it. And I would like to um, mention, before we do anything, that uh, you can... Um, look up Angela on the internet and find out how to get this album because I'm sure that after you hear this, you're going to want it. And so it's simply Angela, A-N-G-E-L-A, V, as in Victor, V-R-B-R-U-G-G-E, AngelaVerbruge.com. Or you can get, uh, you can find Angela on Facebook as well, Angela's Jazz. So um, either way, you can um, contact and uh, think about purchasing this album. I think everybody would be happy. I would be happy. Angela would happy, be happy. Ray Gallen would be happy. Cameron Brown would be happy. And so would Anthony uh, Pinciotti. Anyway, we're going to hear a few tunes from this album. I think it's delightful. The first one, uh, the first two actually are Angela's own compositions. And uh, the first one is called I'm Running Late. That's the question. That's a wonderful piece of music, uh, co-composed by Angela and Ray Gallon. The second tune is her composition. It's called The Night We Couldn't Say Goodnight. And I'm going to cover a couple more tunes from this album. I'll tell you what they are after we listen to them. So here then, Angela Verbruch from her wonderful album, The Night We Couldn't Say Goodnight. I'm running late, but as I cruise at the gate, oh wait, where did my keys go? Sustain. Could that be my train leaving now? It is. No, not a moment to be spared now. I'm running late, but as I head to RT, oh wait, forgot my iPhone. Different shoes. Dishwasher is getting repaired today. There's a drain. Oh, what a pain. Inopportune. Good afternoon. I saw my old boyfriend. I should hang up. Where is the pop? I'm not a time, but it's lunchtime. Just a quick bite to eat. I'm running late. I must have slept much too late. Ding dong. There goes the doorbell. Will I make it on time for class today? That's the question. I'm running, I wish I left 10 minutes ago. I'm running late because I thought it was 8 o'clock. I had to be there. So confused, misused when I should be excused. Now you say that you cannot wait much longer. I'm running late because I stopped to donate some blood. 
But as I cruise at the gate, oh wait, where did my keys go? Ooh, the stain, could that be my train leaving now? It is, no, not a moment to be spared now. I'm running late, but as I head to our date, oh wait, forgot my iPhone. Different shoes, dishwasher is getting repaired today. There's so much rain, oh what a pain, inopportune, good afternoon, I saw my old boyfriend. I should hang up, where is the pop, my mother's not by the sunshine, just a quick bye to eat. I'm running late, I must have slept much too late, ding dong, there goes the doorbell. Disarray, will I make it on time for class today? That's the question. I'm running, I wish I had left ten minutes ago. Shooting stars and 
and bright moonlight We shared our secrets there The night we couldn't say goodnight Oh, what a surprise How my heart beat at first sight Enchanted by those eyes the night we couldn't say goodnight But I know love's a dangerous game If I stay, I'll never be the same But I can't leave now, it's much too late My heart has sealed my fate It's like he read my mind my deepest thoughts brought to light All my dreams defined The night we couldn't say goodnight Magic in the air Shooting stars and bright moonlight We walked our secret path The night we couldn't say goodnight Could this thing be love? Or just a moment's joy? Is it me he's dreaming of? Or am I just his toy? We lingered lost in space and time We lingered a feeling so sublime When dawn arrived that
the 
bottom fell from everything you came to me from out of the blue you Or very nearly You made my heart just stand still You may not be the right one But you gave me such a thrill I see our future And all the troubles As we walk round hand in hand You might just be the right one But it's sure not what I out the wrinkles, those impossibilities. I hear our wedding guests that marvel at your charms and abilities. You're almost perfect. I want to change you, but moonlight kissing Neither am I, so I ask you, darling. 
night we went out dancing. I introduced him to my friend. They had a laugh, their eyes met. How did I know this was the end? I never thought I loved him, but he became more than a friend. I saw her lean against him. How did I know this was the end? And then she talked with him. We heard a whole batch of songs from this brand new album by Angela Verbruch. The album is called The Night We Couldn't Say Goodnight, and we actually heard that uh, title track. And uh, another way of um, getting hold of this album is to go on the internet and uh, go to Gut Strings Records or Gut String Records. Uh, that's singular, gutstringrecords.com. And uh, you'll find um, this album on there. And uh, 
The people involved here, of course, uh, the wonderful Angela Verbruge did all the vocals and composed most of the tunes that we heard. On piano, her arranger and um, great piano player, Ray Gallon. And on bass, one of the great living bass players today who worked with um, um, Danny Richmond um, back in the early 80s. Uh, Cameron has played literally with everybody. Art Blakey's Jazz Messengers, all, all kinds of... Uh, Cameron Brown is uh, internationally known. Great, great bass player. And uh, he helped uh, Angela produce this album because he was encouraged by her uh, amazing talent. And Angela lives right here in Vancouver and performs locally. And uh, she's really on her way with this album, I feel. Um, Cameron is on bass here. And Anthony... Um, Pinciotti on drums, and we heard several tunes from this album, uh, beginning with I'm Running Late, That's the Question, composed by Angela and pianist Ray Gallon. The second tune was The Night We Couldn't Say Goodnight, and of course that's the title track, and that's Angela's own composition. Then we heard a tune associated with Duke Ellington, Ben Webster, uh, a great tune, uh, the ballad, it's called All Too Soon, a true classic. And then another uh, composition by Angela entitled You're Almost Perfect. And the final tune was written by Angela and my old friend pianist, bassist Jerry Tian. And it's, that's their co-composition, and it's uh, How Did I Know This Was the End. And uh, these, all these tunes, um, pretty fair sampling from this uh, wonderful album by Angela Verbruge. So uh, check it out. Check her out. She's um, quite wonderful. Um, and she'll be performing in various locations around Vancouver. I know she's doing a show at Frankie's um, in February. I believe it's February 7th, if I'm not mistaken. So... Uh, Check out, get onto uh, the um, schedule of uh, Frankie's Jazz Club, which you can access through um, the Coastal Jazz website, which is coastaljazz.ca, and that'll take you to the Frankie's Club, and you can check that out. So, for more information, you can um, go onto Facebook, and uh, it's Angela's Jazz on Facebook, and um, check out. Uh, more from this album. You can find out how to get it. Hope you enjoyed that set. And you are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or, of course, on your computer, www.citr.ca. Next up is a small tribute to one of the great musical figures of the 20th century. I'm talking about Michel-Jean Legrand. He was born on the 24th of February, 1932, in Paris and passed away at age 86 a couple of days ago, January 26th, in Paris. And, of course, um, his awards uh, are a mile long for... Um, uh, he's won the Academy Award for uh, uh, original song in the Thomas Crown Affair, uh, Summer of 42, um, Yantle, uh, all kinds of um, music, uh, and, of course, compositions. 
Uh, he was a wonderful pianist. Uh, he wrote some beautiful songs that are part of our become uh, part of our life, and uh, just a truly amazing musician and and incredible talent. And of course, if you go on the web, you can see all of his accomplishments. Uh, just go on to uh, Michel Legrand. This is an album I first became familiar with uh, Michel Legrand through this album, which came out way back in the uh, in the late fifties, and it was called Legrand Jazz, and it was issued on Columbia Records. And of course, the reason I bought this album is Miles Davis is on this album, and we're going to hear the four tunes. There's other people on this album, including Ben Webster and all kinds of other people. But uh, the tracks with Miles Davis, of course, because it's Miles Davis is on it, um, are particularly special. And Legrand wrote um, arrangements of four classic jazz tunes and, of course, conducted the orchestra. And the orchestra is made up of Miles Davis's um, working quintet of the time, which included um, John Coltrane on tenor saxophone, Bill Evans at the piano, Paul Chambers on bass, and uh, subbing for Miles' regular drummer, Kenny Dennis on drums. And also Herbie Mann on flute, Betty Glamon on harp, Barry Galbraith on guitar, and Phil Woods on alto saxophone, and Jerome Richardson on baritone saxophone and bass clarinet, and Eddie Costa on vibes. So this group of musicians, with Miles Davis at the forefront, um, are part of these four tunes recorded in June of 1958, and part of this album, Le Grand Jazz. And Michel, of course, is conducting, and he arranged all of these classic tunes. So we're going to open with the great Fats Waller composition, the Jitterbug Waltz, and then we're going to go to Thelonious Monk's Round Midnight, and then we're going to go to a, a composition from the very early days of jazz, the Wild Man Blues, and we're going to end that with uh, John Lewis's beautiful composition called Django dedicated to, of course, Django Reinhardt. So these four tunes from this classic album, Le Grand Jazz, and we begin with the Jitterbug Waltz. Thank you. 
We heard four tunes from the iconic album by Michel Legrand, entitled Le Grand Jazz. And, of course, that was issued on Columbia Records, and we heard the four tunes, which featured uh, Miles Davis and most of his uh, working group, including uh, we heard some short solos by John Coltrane and um, Bill Evans at the piano, and, of course, Paul Chambers was playing bass, and Kenny Dennis was playing drums. We heard Eddie Costa on vibes, and um, Phil Woods on alto saxophone, Jerome Richardson playing baritone saxophone and bass clarinet, Um, Barry Galbraith on guitar, Betty Glamon on harp, and Herbie Mann on flute, and, of course, the incomparable Miles Davis on trumpet, and, of course, the conductor of that orchestra and all of his arrangements was the late and wonderful Michel Legrand. And uh, we heard his arrangements of four classic jazz compositions. We began with Fats Waller's uh, Jitterbug Waltz, then we went to Thelonious Monk's Round Midnight, and then we heard the... um, combination composition of uh, Louis Armstrong and Jelly Roll Morton, a thing called the Wild Man Blues. And the final tune, of course, was John Lewis's beautiful tribute to the, the late guitarist Django Reinhardt called simply Django. We have one more by Michel Legrand, one of his most beautiful melodies that we're uh, going to hear by pianist Bill Evans and his trio recorded um, in the late 70s. Eddie Gomez on bass and Elliot Zygmunt on drums. And we're going to listen to Bill Evans playing You Must Believe in Spring, written by Michel Legrand.
The title track from one of Bill Evans' later albums called You Must Believe in Spring, and that was what that tune was called, and that was written by the late, great Michel Legrand. And we heard uh, a few examples of uh, Michel's talent and 
He was born in Paris the 24th February 1932 and lived to the ripe old age of 86 and passed away the 26th of January in his beloved Paris. And of course, um, if you uh, go on the web and check out all of the music that he wrote and all the films that he wrote music for and uh, all the awards that he received over the years, um, a tremendous contributor to the music of this or any other century, Michel Legrand. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9. We'll be back with some uh, wonderful music. Actually, we're going to uh, play a little more music as interpreted by a different band, but um, Horace Silver was our jazz feature artist, and we're going to hear a couple of compositions by Horace Silver, but played by an entirely different band. And um, it's a great tribute to the music of Horace Silver. So we're going to hear that in a very few moments. My name's Gavin Walker. This is The Jazz Show. And, of course, we're on 101.9 on your FM dial and on your computer, www.citrd.ca for live streaming. And I'd just like to mention a couple of uh, wonderful websites. One of them is the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. And, of course, these are the people that bring you the big jazz festival every year. They have a very, very comprehensive website, and of course they do concerts throughout the year. They have events and all kinds of stuff, plus the schedule at uh, one of Vancouver's leading jazz clubs, that's Frankie's, Frankie's Jazz Club down on Beatty Street, and uh, you can check out the schedule down there and and, uh, even reserve a table and book uh, all that kind of stuff. Uh, right on that website. So that's coastaljazz.ca. And the other fine website is one put together by Brian Nation, and that is vancouverjazz.com. So that's a a very good uh, comprehensive website and all kinds of links on that site as well. So coastaljazz.ca, vancouverjazz.com. And, of course, um, Pat's Pub. Every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 7. There's no cover, never has been a cover down there, and some of our finest musicians play at Pat's Pub, and it's usually packed out every Saturday afternoon in the historic Patricia Hotel. And uh, the schedule is put together by uh, Rod McDonald, who does a great job in keeping uh, that venue happening. And, of course, uh, it's a happening place, Pat's Pub, the Patricia Hotel. Vancouver's downtown east side. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back in a very few moments, right after these significant messages. I take my life. I want you all to take your life. I want you all to have your life. UBC Theatre and Film presents Lion in the Streets, directed by MFA candidate Michelle Thorne, telling the story of Isabel, the ghost of a murdered nine-year-old Filipina. Returning to the neighborhood 17 years after her death, young Isabel drops into the lives of her neighbors and reveals the hauntingly raw underbelly of human nature. Ultimately hopeful, Judith Thompson's seminal play, Lion in the Streets, devours with devastating beauty. 
running January 17 to February 2nd at the TELUS Studio Theatre in the Chan Centre for the Performing Arts. Student tickets only $11.50 at theaterfilm.ubc.ca. newspapers and magazines did you regularly read to stay informed and to understand the I've world? read most of them again with a great appreciation for the press, for the media. Like what I mean, specifically? Um, all of them. Want to know more than Sarah Palin? Join CITR's Current Affairs Coordinator Alex DeBoer every Tuesday from 4 to 5 p.m. in room 2514 in the AMS Nest to learn best practices for covering local current affairs topics for radio. The weekly training sessions will cover writing for radio, determining newsworthiness, media ethics, interviewing, writing balanced stories, and more. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to go back to a rather rare album by a band called The Master Sounds. And back in the late 50s, The Master Sounds visited uh, the original cellar several times. And they were... The master sounds were Monk Montgomery, who was one of the pioneers of the electric bass. He was. And brother Buddy Montgomery, who played vibes in this band. Now, both of those were the brothers of Wes Montgomery, the guitar player. But uh, Wes wasn't in this band yet. <laughs> On piano, Richie Crabtree. And on drums, one of the great San Francisco drummers, Benny Barth. And this album was recorded for, um, they made a whole series of albums for Fantasy Records, which was a San Francisco label, and later on Pacific Jazz Records. And the master sounds were um, a very popular band. They worked all the time. Um, there was a little bit of a bitterness between... Uh, um, Monk Montgomery and Buddy, who were behind the master sounds, um, with the distribution of their records. They felt that both Fantasy and Pacific Jazz could have done a better job of uh, putting their records out and distributing them and all that, all that kind of stuff because they, they worked all the time, um, and yet their records, uh, the record sales weren't all that great. But anyway, one of their finest albums was the master sounds play Horace Silver. And so we're going to hear two of Horace Silver's most famous compositions. Um, the first one was dedicated to the jazz baroness, Nika Rothschild, and it's called Nika's Dream. And then we're going to hear another very popular Horace Silver composition called Doodlin'. And so here then are the master sounds. Once again, Monk Montgomery on electric bass, Buddy Montgomery on vibes, Richie Crabtree on piano, and Benny Barth on drums. And we begin with Horace Silver's Nika Stream.
We heard two compositions by the gentleman we did our jazz feature on, Horace Silver. Of course, he wrote so many tunes, and we heard two of his most famous, played by the Master Sounds. And the Master Sounds are Monk Montgomery on electric bass, brother Buddy Montgomery on vibes, and both of those were brothers of Wes Montgomery. And they were all from India, Indianapolis, Indiana. That's where they were born and raised. And uh, the two Montgomery brothers formed this band, the Master Sounds, along with Richie Crabtree on piano, who did the arrangements, and Benny Barth, a great uh, San Francisco drummer. And um, that band was in existence from uh, oh, about 1957 to about 1961. And uh, then the Montgomery brothers, um, uh, Monk and Buddy, teamed up with their brother Wes and became simply the Montgomery brothers. Anyway, back then they were called the Master Sounds, and they visited Vancouver a couple of times back in the um, late 50s um, and uh, stayed here, actually, for a while and and hung out here and uh, played uh, gigs at the uh, original Cellar uh, Club. And, of course, befriended uh, all the uh, resident musicians as well. Anyway, this was one of their finest albums. The Master Sounds play Horace Silver, and it was put out on Pacific Jazz Records, recorded um, in San Francisco in 1960. And we heard two tunes. Nika's Dream was the first one, uh, dedicated to the jazz baroness, Nika Rothschilds, and Doodlin', both of those very famous Horace Silver compositions. The Montgomery Brothers. Now, here's some classic uh, music with the president, the real president, Lester Young. These were among Lester Young's first recordings under his own name. 
Now, he did a, an earlier session in 1942 with uh, pianist Nat King Cole, but um, those um, recordings were not issued until after um, the war ended in 1945. So... These recordings that we're going to hear now, these four pieces of music, came out on the Keynote label, and they were 12-inch 78 RPM records. So they offered a little more time uh, than the, the normal 10-inch uh, records, and they were beautifully recorded. And Lester Young put together this one-time-only band um, and everybody just meshed so beautifully under his leadership. And uh, the people involved here, the wonderful Johnny Guineri on piano, on bass, one of the great bass players, Slam Stewart, who was always noted for his um, famous solos where he hummed and played and bowed at the same time, and Big Sit Catlett on drums. This magnificent group of musicians just gelled together so beautifully. They didn't even have to rehearse. Lester just called the tunes and they played them. And uh, this was one of those magical moments. All took place on the 28th of December, 1943. So we're going to hear the four tunes that were the result of this recording session. We open with Just You, Just Me, a standard tune. Uh, second tune is another standard tune called I Never Knew. And then my favorite track uh, is a blues by Lester called Afternoon of a Basieite. Because he was a Basieite. He worked with Basie for years. And the final tune is the classic version of the Vincent Humans, uh standard, Sometimes I'm Happy. So here then these four classic tunes by the president, Lester Young the second Messiah of jazz. I'll figure out what I'm doing in a minute here. I just banged the wrong player. Okay, here we go. All the tunes that I announced. Here we are. Thank you. 
Thank you. 
four historic tracks by the president, Lester Young, Lester Willis Young. Along with Louis Armstrong, Lester Young foreshadowed so much music, and I, I considered him the second great messiah of jazz, Louis Armstrong, of course, being the first. Lester Young on tenor saxophone uh, recorded the 28th of December, 1943, for Keynote Records, and these four classic tracks represent um, something that all the young saxophone players began to listen to, people like Dexter Gordon, John Coltrane, Sonny Rollins. Um, they all studied these four tunes uh, and, of course, listened to uh, what Lester Young was doing, and Stan Getz, uh, Zoot Sims, all these people. Um, they were all coming up in those days, and those records meant a lot to those musicians who, of course, became the musicians they became. Lester Young with uh, Johnny Guinieri on piano, Slam Stewart on bass, and Big Sid Catlett on drums, and that was sort of a one-time get-together of this quartet and they just uh, did everything so perfectly on this on this day. All the all the muses were there. So we heard um, the first tune was just you, just me, an old standard that Thelonious Monk used to like to play all the time. Second tune was a Gus Kahn tune called I Never Knew. Third tune was a Lester Young composition on the blues called Afternoon of a Basiite. And the final tune was Vincent Eumann's great uh, tune called Sometimes I'm Happy. Lester Young. We're going to turn now to a live recording done in Seattle in 1966 by the Cannonball Adderley Quintet. And this was recorded at the legendary Penthouse in Seattle, which was at the time the leading jazz club. It was um, at the foot of Cherry Street in Seattle. And, uh, of course, the penthouse was run by quite a character, a guy named Charlie Puzo. And Charlie loved jazz, and he brought in all kinds of people. Miles Davis played there a couple of times. Um, Julian Adderley and his group, uh, they played there about six times. Oscar Peterson played there. John Coltrane played there. Bill Evans uh, Milt Jackson, so many of the great jazz stars played at the penthouse in Seattle. And, of course, there's nothing to do with the penthouse here in Vancouver. The penthouse in Seattle was strictly a jazz club. And um, it was a, a great place, very comfortable, great service, and uh, great staff. And uh, all the musicians just loved playing there and working for, uh, for Charlie. Anyway, there were radio broadcasts from that legendary club, and Jim Wilkie, uh, who of course is now retired from radio, the great voice of radio, he um, had a whole bunch of tapes and has a whole bunch of uh, tapes that he has of live broadcasts that he did um, in Seattle, and of course these tapes are preserved, and uh, through the auspices of uh, Zeb Feldman and our own Corey Weeds, uh, they've issued this wonderful album called Swingin' in Seattle with the Cannonball Adderley Quintet, live at the penthouse, uh, recorded uh, during a couple of engagements in 1966 and 1967. And this great band, Cannonball Adderley, Julian Adderley on alto saxophone, Brother Nat on cornet, 
Joe Zavanul on piano, Victor Gaskin on bass, and the one living member of this band, Roy McCurdy on drums. And we're going to hear a tune written by Joe Zavanul called 74 Miles Away. And the introduction is by Jim Wilkie. Here's Jim. Welcome to half an hour of jazz live and direct from the penthouse just off Pioneer Square here in the heart of old Seattle. Tonight, another set with Cannonball Adderley in the quintet, beginning with a tune written by Joe Zavanul, the pianist with the quintet, named for Clay Ellum or something like that. It's called 74 Miles Away. Cannonball Adderley.
Thank you. Thank you very much. That's something from the motion picture, Black Orpheus. One of the more memorable melodies. This one's called The Morning of the Carnival. The Morning of the Carnival.
The morning of the carnival. The morning of the carnival. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. That's Brazilian soul of some kind. The voice of Cannonball Adderley, and of course he was particularly inspired on that tune. He really, uh, he really took it to the nth degree. The Morning of the Carnival, uh, written by Louise Bonfa. And uh, of course, um, Cannonball never um, uh, formally recorded that tune. It was part of his repertoire, and uh, it's nice to have this album out um, called Swingin' in Seattle, which has a version of this tune, and we just heard it. And before that, we heard the famous Joe Zavinol composition in 7-4 time called 74 Miles Away. And, of course, we heard Julian Adderley on alto saxophone, Cannonball, Brother Nat on cornet, Joe Zavinol on piano, Victor Gaskin on bass, and Roy McCurdy on drums, all recorded at the legendary penthouse jazz club in Seattle in 1966 and 1967. Well, we're coming to a close, and I would like to play one more Horace Silver tune for you, this time with Mr. Silver himself on the piano, but he's a sideman here, Henry Boozier on trumpet. Um, he had a great sound on trumpet. He, he was not a well-known musician, but he was a very good friend with Milt Jackson, um, the pioneer of modern vibes. And um, Milt is the leader on this session. And, of course, Percy Heath is on bass, and Kenny Clark is on drums. And this is Horace Silver's composition entitled Opus Defunc.
Yeah. Opus Defunc, written by Horace Silver and played by the Milt Jackson Quintet. And that's from a prestige record from many, many years ago. Milt on vibes with uh, Henry Boozier on trumpet, Horace Silver on piano, Percy Heath on bass, and Kenny Clark on drums. And, yeah, Opus Defunc. Ending uh, another edition of The Jazz Show. From CITR, FM 101.9, or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and we'll be back in the month of February. Mm-hmm. Already. So uh, January's out of the way, um, at least in terms of the jazz show. And uh, we'll be back in February with, of course, another edition of The Jazz Show. And February is Black History Month. And so the jazz feature next month will be the very famous and um, maybe even infamous recording by Max Roach and his entourage called the Freedom Now Suite. And we'll be playing that album in its entirety. I'll tell you more about it when you tune in next Monday evening. It will be our jazz feature. So take care. And, of course, uh, we start the jazz show every Monday at 9 p.m. Have a good week. And uh, all the best to all of you out there. And we'll see you in seven days' time. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank <laughs> you.